You're listening to the Writing Wall Podcast, and I'm your host, Stacey Hawks. Every second and fourth Saturday of the month, I will be here at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and many other platforms. This podcast is designed for indie authors to have a platform to share their books, their poetry, and their stories. We also feature well-known and traditional writers that are from my home state of North Carolina, while also featuring local writers from my backyard right here in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of Allegheny County. You can connect with us on Twitter at The Writing Wall or on Instagram at WritingsOnTheWall85 and grab our links there to our website so that you can keep up with what's happening with our monthly newsletter. Newsletters go out the first of every month and you can also sign up to follow us on the Wix app because everyone has a story. We want to hear yours. What is your story? Welcome to the Writing Wall Season 4 finale. I'm your host, Stacey Hawks, and we can hardly believe it's already the end of April. Where does time go? (laughs) Seriously. My team and I, though, hope that we have helped you find and add some new books and some great authors to your TBRs. Be sure to tune in for our final round of shoutouts this season after our main interview tonight and our thank you segment that will have details about our upcoming fifth season. Right now, I'm going to introduce our guest this evening and our Writer of the Week, author Rebecca Hodge. Rebecca is an author of fiction, a veterinarian, and a clinical research scientist who lives and writes right here in North Carolina. Tonight, she'll be sharing her two novels with us, Wildland and Over the Falls. Rebecca, welcome to the Writing Wall podcast, and thank you so much for being our Season 4 finale author. Oh, thanks so much, Stacey. I'm excited to be here as part of the Writing Wall. Share with listeners a little about yourself and the genre you write. So I'm a native North Carolinian. I grew up in Raleigh. I am a veterinarian who worked most of my professional career in clinical research for human drugs. So a bit of an odd background. I've been writing for a number of years and my first book, Wildland, released in February of 2020, just in time to hit the pandemic. And my second book, Over the Fall, released more recently here this past September. Both of them are kind of a mix of women's fiction and suspense. So women's fiction implies that the emotional arc of the main character is a key to the story. And then the suspense in the books has come from a range of issues. In Over the Falls, we've got a lot of whitewater action that come into play. So let's talk about your latest book, Over the Falls. What can you share with listeners about that story? So Over the Falls focuses on a woman named Bryn Collins who has retreated from life. She's living in an isolated homestead in the mountains of Tennessee. She works remotely and has a small farm. She really has cut herself off emotionally from life following a major betrayal uh, by her sister. 
And in the midst of her contentment in this type of life, her, her nephew, Josh, arrives unexpectedly to let her know that his mother has disappeared and he has arrived to ask her help in trying to find her. And so Bryn finds herself searching for the sister she hates. The book alternates viewpoints between uh, Bryn and her 14-year-old nephew, Josh. And the story takes them from the mountains of Tennessee to downtown Memphis and ultimately to the Rocky Mountains in the Vale and Aspen area. Definitely seems to be a lot of adventure and suspense and over the falls. What inspired this story for you? So for me, the starting point of this book was an interest in focusing on whitewater. A number of years ago, I had the unfortunate experience of a near drowning accident uh, while I was uh, whitewater rafting on the lower Gauley River in West Virginia. This was part of a group and uh, flood conditions and things went badly awry. That kind of event really sticks with you. And I I have had some whitewater canoeing experience, whitewater rafting experience, and I wanted to find a story that allowed me to to put some of that experience on the page. So that was my starting point. And then once I came up with Bryn as my main character, the story evolved from there. Wow. Definitely glad that you're okay and love the story so far. I'm listening on audiobook and if anyone is interested and loves audiobooks, I highly recommend this one. It has a great narrator and I'm really enjoying the story. Now I've got to ask, have you been whitewater rafting since the incident? Yeah, it took me a while, but while vacationing with my now adult sons, one of them convinced me to go whitewater rafting on a much more modest river. And there was a certain amount of trepidation involved, but I made it through okay. So I think I've laid that that fear to rest for the most part. So your first novel is titled Wildland, which I've recently discovered and have added to my TBR. What can you share with listeners about that story? So Wildland is a little bit different. It follows a woman who has retreated to the mountains of North Carolina because she's facing a a really tough decision. She thought that she had vanquished uh, her breast cancer, but she has now discovered that it has returned. She's been told that more chemo and radiation is needed, and she's struggling to decide whether that's really the path that she wants. She frankly doesn't quite see the point. She her, She's lost her husband. She's living kind of a lonely life and uh, she's debating whether she can carry on the fight. So she arranges to stay in the mountains for a month to give her some time to grapple with this decision. She connects by accident with several neighbors while she's there and connects in particular to two young children that um, are associated with the neighbor's families. Ultimately, she and the two children and two dogs become trapped in a raging forest fire. And so she is, uh, instead of 
facing the question of her coming death, she instead uh, is forced to fight for her life on behalf of these kids. Um, and the story is told in alternating viewpoints from her point of view and from the point of view of one of the fathers of one of the kids who is on the outside of the fire trying to facilitate a rescue. And so that is the basic storyline for Wildland. From either of your books, which character do you most relate to and why? So Kat, the woman in Wildland, certainly has a special place in my heart. I was diagnosed with bilateral breast cancer 10 years ago. And at the time I began writing the book, it was a much fresher, more recent challenge. And so I, I certainly could relate to her struggles. Um, my situation has much more positive outlook than the situation she found herself in. But I could understand her struggles. And um, certainly uh, during the course of the book, her attitude towards life shifts for the better. And it ends up being a very positive book. But it, that one, I think, has a very personal resonance for me. So let's switch gears for a moment to North Carolina and talk about your favorite part of the state. And don't be shy. You can say the mountains. It'll make our day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have to confess that I am a beach girl at heart, and I kind of go into withdrawal pains if I'm away from the ocean for too long. But the mountains are uh, a close second. I, I I was really pleased to be able to set these books in a mountain setting, both of them, because the terrain is so fascinating. The 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 plants, the animals, the the whole feeling of the Blue Ridge in particular has a special space in my heart. My hypothetical third book is set at the beach, so I'm getting around to uh, different spots in North Carolina, but both parts of the state are, are so beautiful, and each of them bring a different kind of peace when you're there visiting. Nothing wrong with that. I think the greatest thing about North Carolina is we have something to offer for everyone. We have the mountains, the Piedmont, the beaches. It's all good. Absolutely. No. And you must be a mountain girl yourself where you're living. Absolutely. There's nothing like being here in the fall of the year with all these vibrant colors, the reds, the oranges, you know, the yellows. It's just, it's so beautiful. It's like a canvas. It's like a painting when you look out at some of these views, especially along the Blue Ridge Parkway. Yeah. It's hard to beat. Here's a fun question because I've often thought of this myself. If you could co-author a book or write a book with any other author, who would it be? Oh, wow. That's a tough one. I guess if we're talking a dream partnership, I would have to say Diane Chamberlain. Um, Diane is also a Raleigh author, but uh, she operates on a different planet than I do. I think her most recent book is her 24th or 25th book out there. The reason I would choose Diane is that her writing is just getting better and better. I finished her most recent book, The House at the end of the road very recently and uh, was just blown away. She she is um, taking more risks and doing a great job with it. So I guess that would be my dream partnership, but it does seem like a very likely dream to come to reality. <laughs> 
That is a great choice. And honestly, she can get tagged in this. You know, you never know. It could happen. <laughs> it could happen. What would you say is your favorite part of the publication process? Would it be the writing itself, the cover design, editing? Yeah, it's definitely the writing part is my favorite part. Creating a, a world that I can control, creating characters that I get to know and who I, they always end up teaching me, but ultimately I'm in charge and I can make things turn out the way I want them to. So the, the writing part is definitely um, where I'm most comfortable. Uh, but once you take that step into being an author, instead of just a writer, then all the other realities hit home. Working with an agent, with a publisher, um, dealing with multiple reviews, dealing with lots of feedback and edits, um, dealing with the marketing side of things, social media marketing, as well as, well, doing podcasts. Um, some of it I really love. Uh, things like podcast interviews and meeting with book clubs, either in person person or via Zoom. It, that That's delightful. Some of the other marketing aspects feel much more awkward to me. And it's part of the job, but it's, um, it's a part that certainly doesn't feel uh, quite as comfortable for me as the writing aspect. Speaking of challenges, let's talk about the pandemic of 2020 and how it changed the way you market your books. I know that for a lot of us authors, it left us missing that connection we were able to have with readers beforehand during book events. Yeah, it, you're 100% right. And unfortunately, both of my book launches were heavily impacted by COVID. Wildland, was I was able to, to do an initial launch event and one additional event before everything locked down with the first wave of COVID. And then with Over the Falls, I had a launch event planned on a Tuesday, and it was right as the Delta variant was um, hitting uh, some acceleration. And on, late on the Friday before the event had been planned, the bookstore notified me that they would not be doing any in-person events in the store. So we kind of cobbled together an outdoor book signing as a replacement. But, but COVID has definitely been the wild card in attempts to interact with people face to face as the books came out. What do you hope readers will take away from having read Wildland and Over the Falls? I think that in both books, if there's a common theme, it's the theme of choosing life, being proactive and not a bystander simply spectating. In Wildland, that theme resonates as as Kat is trying to make choices about her future. And in Over the Falls, it resonates when Bryn is uh, really forced out of this shell that she's created for herself and uh, ends up rejoining life in, uh, in a number of ways. Um, on, on my website, the tagline is, life is not a spectator sport. And I think that theme arcs across both of these books. Share with listeners a little about your publication journey for Wildland and Over the Falls. 
Both of these books are published by Crooked Lane Books, which is a traditional publisher, a smaller press, certainly not part of the big five. I think that before, I, I think for anyone who is publishing for the first time, it's like being dropped into the deep end of the pool. And I suspect that's as true for self-publishing as it is for traditional publishing. There's just an incredibly steep learning curve. There's a lot of supporting tools that you need to learn to maneuver with, setting up a website, dealing with a newsletter, figuring out how to make uh, social media posts that look a little above the kindergarten level. All of that is a huge learning opportunity and it all hits at once. I think that was probably the aspect that I felt most overwhelmed by before Wildland came out. It was a little less painful the second time around. At least I wasn't constantly, you know, Googling how to do whatever. Some of it had become a little more natural along the way. <laughs> 100%. I feel this on so many levels. The first book is so hard and just learning the ropes of the marketing process, it can take time. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, one advantage of a traditional publisher is that you do have some degree of backing and, you know, some folks managing other pieces. But I think regardless of the publishing path you're on nowadays, quite a bit of responsibility falls to the author. And so it becomes certainly part of your job. Are you in the process of writing another book right now? And if so, what can you share with our listeners? So a manuscript is complete. A working title is Hurricane Beach, and it takes place on the North Carolina coast in the area around Hammocks Beach State Park, which is a North Carolina state park located on an island near Swansboro off the North Carolina coast. The manuscript is out looking for a publishing home, and so it is certainly my hope that it'll see its way into the world at some point, but we'll have to Uh, stay tuned on that one. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I am really excited to hear about that upcoming book, Rebecca, and I know your followers are too. How can listeners follow you on social media and find these great books? So the best way to get an overview of my work is on my website, which is RebeccaHodgeFiction.com. And for social media, I'm on Facebook as Rebecca Hodge Author and on Instagram at rhodge.fiction. And I am reasonably good at keeping up, particularly with Instagram. I do have a Twitter account, but confess that I'm not a Twitter person at heart. So either Facebook or Instagram is probably your best pathway. Thank you again, Rebecca, for being our season four finale author. We have enjoyed talking with you about Wildland and Over the Falls. We hope that your next book finds a great home and that all of our listeners out there will check you out on social media. Stacy, thanks so much. This has been great fun, and I am been delighted to be able to share this with your listeners. Thanks so much. If you haven't already, head over to Buy Me a Coffee to hear Rebecca's Season 4 Extra and learn what her favorite outdoor activity is. You can also catch our other Season 4 and Season 3 Extras right there on Buy Me a Coffee. Just visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash the writing wall. Up next are thank yous and, of course, the one thing everyone's been waiting for, shameless self-promo Saturday shoutouts. So stick around. 
Okay, so before I go away on my Season 4 hiatus, I'm going to do one more quick Going Local segment. We're going to talk about the best ways to support your local indie author slash writer. Some of the top ways you can support an indie author is, of course, by buying their book and then tell people you bought it. <laughs> let everybody know that you bought this book. Put it on Facebook, put it on Instagram, share it, let people know if you're enjoying it. And make a connection with the author. Don't be afraid to hit the follow button or friend button. We love it. We love connecting with our readers and we love hearing your stories and your side of our stories. Here's a good one and a shameless self-promo way to do it. Read it where people can see you reading it. That's right. Go to a coffee shop somewhere, sit down with Devil's Ridge or Dividing Ridge in front of you and be like, yeah. (laughs) No, it doesn't have to be my book. It could be any book, anybody's book, any indie author's book. Just shamelessly self-promo it out there. Pretty much everyone does this, so reading your friend's book in public can certainly pique people's interest. And we're back to the social media thing. Share and follow our social media pages. Let people know that you're engaging with us and that you like what we're doing, that you're supporting an indie author. That is fantastic and it goes a long way. It takes a lot sometimes to boost posts and do all the tweeting and the Instagramming and the Facebooking and you really, really, really have to schedule out your time when you're doing all that. And sometimes you have to have a scheduler for it to make sure everything launches out like we do. But nevertheless, there's still a lot of work that goes into those posts and those promos. So anytime you share, we greatly appreciate it. Here's the number one great way to support an indie author. Leave reviews on their book on Amazon, but leave honest, truthful reviews. Be sure not to include spoilers. You know, talk about how the book made you feel. Talk about comparisons. A good example would be Julie Balco's book, which I thought was kind of reminiscent of A Grief Observed by C.S. Lewis. It had sort of that tone to it. So that's exactly what I'm talking about when I'm saying comparisons. Another great way is to ask for it at bookstores. And we all know that bookshop.org is a great way to support local indie bookstores as well. Some of our books are on bookshop.org. Dividing Ridge most certainly is, and we encourage you to support your local indie bookstore if you would like. But keep in mind, if you walk into a good old-fashioned brick-and-mortar bookstore and you ask for a specific independently published book, the salesperson likes the sound of the book, they may order it in and even feature it in their displays. You just never know. And last but not least, give it as a gift to a friend. That's right. Even if you've bought your own copy and you've got a little more cash to spare, another great way to support your author friend is to purchase gift copies of their books. And hey, for the indie authors out there, you can also stock up on a few copies of the novel to give as presents to friends and family who might enjoy it. So all of these things go a long way to supporting your local indie author, authors, writers, poets, and storytellers. Because we all have a story, the writing wall blog and podcast love sharing yours. And when we come back, we're going to do the one thing everyone's been waiting for to share some. That's right. Shameless self-promo Saturday shoutouts. So stick around. So it's hard to believe that we're at the end of our season four finale this evening, but we have some great shout outs to give before we sign off until August 2022. We look forward to bringing you more great stories by other wonderful authors of the Twitter and Instagram communities. So here we go. We're going to dive into the one thing everyone's been waiting for. That's right. Our shameless self-promo Saturday shout outs. I'm going to start with Instagram writer Katherine Brusk. Her book is titled, What Love Washed Up. It is available on Amazon in Kindle and paperback format. 
Forced into the world of sex trafficking at age 10 by her stepfather, 19-year-old Jessie Campbell only wants to forget the years of hell she endured. Then she meets Kip Parks, a promiscuous, fun-loving classmate, and her stringent, rule-led lifestyle is threatened by his adventurous and wild spirit. Jessie finds herself caught in a whirlwind of having someone treat her like an ordinary person. She slowly begins to overcome her past as a victim and starts to actually live, even sharing her faith with Skeptical Kip. You can follow Katherine Brusk on IG using the handle at Katherine Brusk or her website, KatherineBrusk.com. The next author I'm going to highlight is one that I've been following for quite some time, and these books are definitely on my TBR. They're historical fiction romance about reincarnation. That's right. It's titled The Return Series, and they're written by Camille Funk. And you can follow Camille and visit all of her platforms using her Linktree URL, linktr.ee forward slash capital C, Funk 3. That's the number three. The Return Series can be found on Amazon in paperback and Kindle formats. Eleanor Blackwell is turning 17, and although excited about her birthday, she already knows what it will bring. At 17, Ellie will meet the boy of her dreams, get swept off her feet, and fall in love, only to be murdered a year later. Because you see, this isn't the first time she's lived this story. It's the seventh. Be sure to give Camille Funk a follow on Instagram. You can use the handle at the return series to find all these great books and visit her Linktree URL for more. Next up is Twitter author Andrew Haseman, and his book is titled Beyond the Waves, My Royal Navy Adventures, the memoir series. As a child, Andrew dreamt of action, adventure, and foreign travel, and at the age of 20, he took the first tentative steps towards achieving those goals. He joined Her Majesty's Royal Navy as an artificer apprentice. Beyond the Waves follows his progress from a naive recruit at HMS Raleigh to a petty officer weapons engineer. You can follow Andrew on Twitter using the handle at Author, and you can also visit his website, ajhazeman.wixsite.com forward slash author for more. Stepping back from the waves of water for a moment, talking about waves of emotion, I'm giving a shout out to at blank page writer on Twitter. She is a fellow poetess, aka Beth Perita. You can find her on Instagram, instagram.com forward slash blank page writer, or check out her awesome poetry collection on Amazon titled Everyone Loves a Dead Poet, But I'm Not Dead Yet. It's available in Kindle and paperback formats. This is a collection of poems divided into four sections. It touches on the inspiration love brings, the battles within you, the art of poetry, and the ache of loss with broad but difficult themes appealing to a wide array of young adults and adult readers. Again, give Blank Page Writer a follow on Twitter or Instagram using that handle, at Blank Page Writer. And that's a wrap for us this season. Thank you all so much for being with us during season four. Thank you to all of our guests for taking part in the podcast and for sharing your stories with all of us out there. It is our hope that readers and listeners alike will have found something to add to their TBR list. You can follow the Writing Wall podcast on Buy Me a Coffee, buymeacoffee.com forward slash the Writing Wall. You can also hear our season three and season four extras there from all of our podcast guests. Catch great articles and promotional deals and more. Because we all have a story, the Writing Wall blog and podcast wants to hear yours. What is your story?
that's a wrap on season four for us here at the Writing Wall Podcast. We want to take this moment and say a sincere thank you to all of our season four authors, writers, and debut novelists. We appreciate each of you for taking the time to share your stories with our listeners and followers. We also appreciate our supporters and those who join us on other platforms like Buy Me A Coffee and Wix. Truly, we could not share these amazing stories with others if it were not for the support and welcoming atmosphere of the writing communities. We look forward to being back for Season 5 from August 2022 until October 2022. Due to the schedules of our team members and myself, your host, Season 5 will be by invite only. However, do not despair because our monthly newsletters and shoutouts will remain a staple. We hope you will tune in next season for more great reads to add to your TBRs. And remember, because everyone has a story, we love sharing yours. What is your story? Anytime I purchase a book, I always review, and if I really enjoy reading your work, rest assured, it may be shared here on this podcast with my listeners and followers. Of course, I will do so with permission from the author or authors first. Please like, follow, and share this information with other writers, and if you ever need a writer's lift, visit me on social media. Thank you all again for being here for this podcast. I look forward to hearing from you and learning more about the stories you weave.